Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved family. How are you? I'm happy to be with you. And you say, what are you talking about? You're happy about anything in the middle of this um, virus and masses being shut down and things being closed. What do you mean you're happy? Because our happiness is not in circumstances or we would be yo-yos. Um, we are, um, our, we're, we're our happiness, our joy, our confidence is in Christ, not in circumstances. And our confidence is that nothing happens to us that he doesn't permit, whether he's caused it or not. And I absolutely believe he has permitted this coronavirus. Whatever its origin, whatever whatever a thousand things, whoever's done what about it, whoever hasn't done what about it, the thing is that God has allowed it. And we can fight for a time. Uh, it's not wrong to fight. But if we are walking around angry and depressed and sad, we're not walking with God. We can't do both at the same time. And we are, I wanted to say fools, if we um, allow circumstances to destroy us. The scriptures say the fool has said in his heart there's no God. And when we walk around upset and anxious and um, depressed and all of that, we're living as if there's no God. We're living as if we've created the God of our imagining and he's decided not to help us, which is always, always, always false. Because it was while we were yet in our sin that he died for us. So nobody could ever say he's decided not to help us. That that would be, uh, you'd fail the test right away. And I want to tell you a few things. We have a, a family. And by the way, um, here's another thing. Um, the equipment this morning to, to live stream uh, is also down. So right now we're coming to you audio only, but it is being live streamed, but it cannot be transmitted, however that proper language is, over the air. But as soon as the engineering or electrical, whatever it is, problem is fixed, um, it will be posted later today. So uh, you're hearing the audio right now, and you'll be able, if you wish to, um, uh, run through it again, you'll be able to see the live stream on through Facebook later today. Or LifeSite News, Station of the Cross, their Facebook pages, Mother Miriam Live Facebook. Um, so you can, you can do all that. Um, but I just wanted to tell you, it's been a stream of things. A very dear friend of ours, uh, husband and wife, two little children, the wife is pregnant. Everything, one after another, has gone wrong. Um, the dishwasher uh, needed to be replaced. The refrigerator broke. Their pipe in the laundry room exploded. This is all within a few days. Uh, it ruined everything. Um, I, I can't think of this other things, <clears throat> one after another after another. And they started getting them fixed. Then the pipe under the sink exploded. And then the water from all the rains we've had is under the house, ruined the foundation and um, uh, put mold in all the vents. And they have to 
uh, get the mold out of the house. They're sick from it. They have no place to to go while the mold is being. It it's just a series of amazing events. So I was on the phone with with them for a long time, and the next day um, we went to start our van. Uh, out early in the morning, and it wouldn't start. The entire brand-new battery is drained, um, and so it's in the shop now. And um, uh, and then this morning, the whatever it is that streams the machinery uh, to stream live stream is not working. So it, it, it's, it's not comical, but it almost is. One thing after another, after another, after another. So... Um, and the part that's needed for our van won't be here for a few days. So not that we would, well, we would have gone someplace, but we won't. Um, and so what do you do? What do you do? God is allowing all this. And, um, he's saying, I got it. Stop trying to fix everything and control it. I got it. And I want to get you to the place where you know that. So, um, you know, yesterday, I received um, uh, an, an email from a very dear friend in Toronto, and it's the most sober response to this epidemic, coronavirus, and the decision for the churches to be closed while Planned Parenthood is open murdering millions of babies, and the story the other day of the three men keeping a good social distance of six feet, uh, three young, uh, uh, strapping, uh, mature men. Well, I, I think young men, maybe in their 30s, I, I don't know. I saw the video, um, were arrested because they were outside Planned Parenthood. They were arrested. The police came doing nothing, just standing there and praying, not allowed, doing nothing. The police arrested them while hundreds of babies were being murdered inside. We've gone insane. We have gone insane. So can we be upset about it? My goodness, of course. Of course we can be. But with all that, I still say what I'm about to read to you um, is the most sober response uh, I have yet received. Hold on. Thank you. I'm looking for my little light so I can see it. Hold on, please. As if you have a choice, right? Okay. Okay, you do have a choice, but don't go away. We love you. We're happy to be with you on the Station of the Cross and LifeSite News. Um, uh, as Mother Angelica has often said on EWTN, it's brought to you by you, and we love you for it. We can be together. Um, Station of the Cross and LifeSite News does all the work. You support it with your hard-earned dollars, and all I do is talk. I have the easiest part. Um, let me read you this, uh, what I think is a magnificent uh, letter through email, and I think it's the most sober response, uh, sober meaning uh, facing reality. Uh, kind of hitting the nail on the head. And he says, in the past few weeks, life has changed for all of us. We once lived in full control of everything around us, or maybe thought we were in control. 
Our world conditioned us to wake up in the morning and chase our thoughts that raced a million times ahead of us as we chased those thoughts racing out of our bed, out of our beds. Today, we wake up instead and wonder how many more infected cases and how many more weeks left so that we can get back to our old selves and usual lifestyle. But deep down, we realize that maybe the past might never come back. Maybe we might have to change forever and go back to live through a Great Depression or even a second wave of COVID-19. I realize that in the uncertainty of our lives today, that indeed this is what life should really be like. Jesus told us not to worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry for itself. He told us that he would look after us and give us what we need. He also mentioned that everything we store up in our barns is in vain and that we should instead look toward storing up good deeds for eternal life. When our churches were opened and life was about profit and gain, 75% of society chose not to attend the wedding feast each Sunday. When Jesus looked down at his church, he saw the constant scandals, the hypocrisy, the materialism, heresies, schisms, and vanity that roamed through the clerics and religious. His church indeed had become a den of thieves, lip service, and no beating of chests, or bowed down heads. Instead, pride, selfishness, and greed were on the daily menus. The confession line, the confession lineups were far less than what we see now in the grocery stores. Indeed, the panic now is not to walk away. Hold on now, let me just see. Yeah, indeed, the panic now is not to walk away from the God of gluttony. And as long, you hear that, the God of gluttony, that's a small g. And as long as we have our freezers and fridges full, life is not that bad after all. Even though Lent is a time of prayer and fasting and almsgiving, even that has been put on hold until we can see a significant curve in the corona cases. What have we learned? Our government has deemed that society's essential needs are cannabis and alcohol, and even restaurants have made the list as essential to take out, because essential businesses only are opened, uh, take out and just added alcohol to the same uh, to the same menu. Um, I'm going to stop there so you don't miss any of this wording. It's I just think it's perfect. Um, there's the music for our first break, beloved, and we will be back right back um, after the break. And again, it's being live streamed. It just can't be. Um, fed to you live streamed but it will be later today live you'll be able to get the live stream version god bless you beloved don't go anywhere we'll be right back and finish this letter
We stand at a crossroads in history. We can stand up for life, family, and a Christian culture, or we can stand idly by while the fabric of society becomes fundamentally anti-life, anti-family, and anti-Christian, slowly leading to its own demise. LifeSite News is the leading defender of life, family, and Christian culture. Through our news reporting, we seek to educate readers with information and zeal. They need to fight the most crucial battles of our day. And we need your help to continue that mission. You can support LifeSite News by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Another way to support LifeSite is to prayerfully consider becoming a Sustained Life monthly donor to help us continue to save lives in the culture. To donate, visit give.lifesitenews.com forward slash sustained life. Our staff of over 40 and millions of future generations, thank you for helping to save the culture. Join us here on the Station of the Cross for the Liturgy of the Hours at 5 a.m., 3 p.m., and 9.30 p.m. Eastern with the Office of Readings read at 3 o'clock. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 18, verse 20, Jesus tells us, Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. The Liturgy of the Hours is also known as the Divine Office and is the daily prayer of the Church. So you know you'll be uniting your prayer with priests, religious, and laity throughout the world. It's comprised of small reflections, readings from sacred scripture, and writings from saints and theologians. To learn more about the Liturgy of the Hours, visit thestationofthecross.com. That's thestationofthecross.com. Pray with us each day at 5 a.m., 3 p.m., and 9.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. And let me just um, say again, for those who may have uh, come in a bit late, uh, that we are audio this morning. We are live streaming it, but there's an equipment um, difficulty. And so um, the live stream will be available later today. And all you hear right now is audio on Station of the Cross and LifeSite News. But again, later in the day, you can go back to stationofthecross.com, lifesitenews.com, and or Mother Miriam live on Facebook, and you'll be able to see the live stream if you if you wish. Um, okay, and after the next break, we will be able to take your calls and emails live, no problem. Again, the live stream uh, will be uh, later this afternoon once this technical problem is fixed, but you will be able to call in, and the toll-free number uh, will take your calls right after the next break. Toll-free number is one eight seven seven. Five one one five four eight three, or email at mother at the station of the cross dot com. We've been reading. I've been reading a very beautiful letter that I received just yesterday from a most dear friend in Toronto, and I've called it the most sober that is true to circumstances um, a response to the coronavirus I've yet uh, had. 
uh, yet seen or read. Um, and he says, what after, you know, I've already read a page of it, I'm on the second page now, and he says, what have we learned? Our government has deemed that society's essential needs are cannabis and alcohol. If you recall, at least in, a, in America, um, only essential businesses are being kept open. So uh, bars and uh, liquor stores and um, food stores are being kept open. And even restaurants have made the list as essential just with takeout and uh, they just added alcohol to the same menu our government has listed excuse me our government has listened to society and maybe even the lukewarmness of our bishops and clergy and have demanded that churches are not essential and jesus can wait until we figure out things in the world and then get back to him at a later day. That's quite a sentence. Priests have agreed, as looking out the sheep, uh, as locking out the sheep keeps them safe and comfy. As they pose in front of a video, in front of video cameras and preach to the sheep. Now, I'm probably uh, going to be opposed uh, in reading this. It's these are not my words. Um, I'm reading the words of a letter sent to me, but I wouldn't. Uh, read it if I didn't agree with it and um, if I didn't think that this uh, dear person's soul and and judgment were right it doesn't mean if we say that um, let's see um, bishops and clergy have demanded that churches are not essential um, and Jesus can wait till we figure things out in the world and then get back to him at a later date priests have agreed as locking out the sheep keeps them safe and comfy as they pose in front of video cameras and preach to the sheep that we hope everything will work out well. The sick, the dying, and the bereaved are all left alone without a hand to hold, without a sacrament or an anointing, and without a blessing. Beloved, this is true, every word of it. It's not true for every priest. It's not true for every bishop, but it's true in large measure. Jesus is not something we can hold. I'm continuing his letter. Now, you may come against me very strongly, um, and you have every right to do that. I'm reading the letter from a dear friend that I received yesterday, because as I said in the beginning, it's the most sober, that is, true-to-life assessment of what has been happening currently with the coronavirus and the response of uh, the world is one thing, the church is another, and we are we are so deeply grieved we can't even express it. And this young, uh, this this uh, this son of God, this human son of God, has expressed it well. He says, Jesus is not something we can hold off to another date. His body and blood is the vaccine. Our eyes of faith have been masked with fear. <coughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> Our eyes of faith have been masked with fear, science, and atheism. We have surrendered our faith. Quiet prayer in church is definitely essential, and um, essential especially when your life is at risk. Our souls will live on forever, and depriving our souls from its spiritual nourishment each day will create more panic, fear, and surrender to the evil one. 
Christian brothers and sisters, we are at war. War with our leaders who have been persecuting us well before COVID-19. No more lobbying outside of abortion clinics, same-sex marriage, no more fighting all this. No more crucifix in our schools, soon to be no more Catholic schools, and on and on. Quiet prayer in a church that holds over 600 people on average would normally have only 10 people max at a time, much less contact than roaming 1,500 square foot liquor store filled with dependent alcoholics. But of course, the churches are tax exempt, and the government must not be too pleased with that compared to the liquor stores that are all government owned and profitable. Some of you might be very horrified at what I'm reading. It is, it is, um, it's bland, I tell you. It's just the facts. It's just the facts. Jesus spoke very, um, forcefully with his people this past Sunday. Uh, we read his conversation with the Jewish people um, uh, who they claimed that Abraham was their father. And he said, if you were of Abraham, you'd be doing the works of Abraham. Um, and he claimed to exist before Abraham. They said, are you greater? Who do you make yourself out to be? Are you greater than our father Abraham? And he said, before Abraham uh, was, I am. He didn't use improper grammar. He said, before Abraham was, I am, I am, uh, yud heh vav it's the, it's the um, covenant name of God. He claimed to be God, which is why they picked up stones to stone him and put him to death. He was very, and he said, if you don't believe I am him, you will die in your sins. How's that for an evangelism approach? If you do not believe I am he, you will die in your sins. Sometimes we need to be straightforward and call truth out, beloved. This friend continues in his letter to me, what would Jesus do? Probably let the corona run its course until we decide to surrender fast, put on, surrender this way, fast, put on sackcloth and sit in ashes. Maybe even allow the heat to turn up a bit to make us get there sooner than later, so many lives can be spared, hopefully even yours and mine. Our church needed a purification. Open, open, open my Father's house before it's too late. The myth of we can still pray on our own and home is a confirmation. I'm sorry, the myth that we can still pray on our own and at home is a confirmation of our lukewarmness. I am homeless, he says right now, and so are you, my Christian brother and sister. We need to claim our Father's house and should never have allowed it to get this far. No masses was already a blasphemy. And now to drive by our churches and watch the coldness, cruelty, and pridefulness of what the arrogance of humanity can do, this is unjust and not freedom of religion. Once, again, I'm, I'm reading this letter, we're almost at the end. Once there were a group of nuns that were reciting the daily office in the church. When terrorists came in and ran up to them, pointing guns, listen to this, beloved. Once there was a group of nuns that were reciting the daily office in the church. 
when terrorists came in and ran up to them, pointing guns at them, screaming for them to get down on the floor. The holy nuns kept chanting and didn't move a millimeter. Amazed at this courage and boldness, the terrorist walked out in silence and never returned. He goes on, Let us wake up from our sleep. Let us fill our candles with oil as the bridegroom is near. And we, my friends, have all fallen asleep. Our world needs our prayers and testimonies more now than ever. Lord, please don't abandon us. Listen to our cry. We have burdened you for too long with our stubbornness and cold hearts. We have betrayed you again and again. You are merciful, and surely you did not send us your only begotten Son to die for us, to end up like this. We deserve more than a virus. We deserve eternal condemnation. But Lord, you have raised up many holy people in your church, many that go unnoticed. Your holy mother and ours continues to plead for us, poor and unworthy sinners. Come now to our aid. Restore your church, Lord, and give us the Holy Spirit to break through our worst enemy, which is our own selves. We are nothing without you. We surrender everything. It was never ours to begin with. Let us talk less and listen more to you and to your holy word. Lord, we are in trouble, and only you can restore us. Please break open the chains that have been placed over your gates here on earth, your church. Chains that have been put there by poor souls that choose not to know you, by Satan himself, to try to destroy us all. Please, Lord, bring us back into your church. We need to be fed. We are dying from lack of your precious body and blood. Make all those that read this wake up and let those in power here on earth work for you and not themselves. I'm certain you are here right now, Lord. Answer us for the love of your church and people turn towards us again. What do you think, beloved? Um, I I think I'm going to have people coming against me for reading that. Um, I've already had some of that for things that I've been saying, but I say again, um, I read it because I think it's a sober assessment of what's going on, an absolutely sober assessment of what's going on in the church today and between us and God, and I absolutely think that we brought this on ourselves, not we, I'll just say we, I was going to say not the world, but the church. Um, abortion would be a great factor. And you could say, but we're Catholics. We're not responsible for abortion. Oh, yes, we are. More than the world. Because we have put politicians in place who support abortion. And uh, the abortion among Catholics in the world is no less than the abortion uh, of people without God in the world. We are a disgrace to the world. And our dirty laundry has spread all over. And uh, now we are we're in bad shape and we brought it on ourselves. We need to do what the people of Nineveh did. Repent 
with sackcloth, sackcloth and ashes and The future of the family is grim. As Our Lady of Fatima said, the final battle will be for the family. It truly seems as though we're in the heat of this final battle and we need your help. Our mission at LifeSite News is to educate and activate readers with the information they need to defend life and the family and restore Christian culture. We are currently the most popular pro-life website on the internet with over 40 million unique users every year. And we've been experiencing an even bigger reach than ever this year. But we need your help to reach more of the 7.7 billion people on earth if we are to truly succeed in changing the culture. Please consider donating to help our mission of promoting the culture of life and fearless defenders of the faith like Mother Miriam. Visit give.lifesite.news.com to give today. Thank you for your support. Are you ready for full contact Catholicism? This is Jesse Romero from the Terry and Jesse Show. Each weekday, we're talking about the things that matter to Catholics, spiritual warfare, Marian devotion, tradition, and staying strong in your faith in this culture of death. I hope you'll join us. Give us a call during the show at 888-526-2151. It's the Terry and Jesse Show, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, heard around the world on the iCatholic radio app. The Catholic Current on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network. Apparently we've been in this new springtime, second Pentecost, for at least 50 years, and it might be time for a change of seasons. Catholics are so over these trite, worn-out, meaningless, new-age terms, and they want action. Tune in weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Station of the Cross and iCatholic Radio for The Catholic Current, bringing Christ to the world and the world to Christ. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back. My beloved family, so good to be with you. If you were here before the break, I read a very strong, sobering letter that I received from a dear friend in Canada yesterday, and um, I read it um, because I agree with every word. And again, it uh, when when there's criticism or uh, even proper assessment of our state, it it. It's, it speaks in generalities, but it never applies to every single individual, every single individual priest, bishop, cardinal, Catholic uh, person. It, it's, this is the general state of things. And, um, and again, the, the summary is that we brought, I believe, this is God's chastisement for us, um, that we brought this on ourselves, and we need to repent in uh, dust and ashes like the people of Nineveh and turn this around. God will hear our prayer. Uh, he said to the people of Israel who were surrounded by enemies and everything else, he said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear their prayer and heal their land. And God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
that is still the formula that is needed today, not only in Israel, but here in America and around the world. Um, we're now, uh, we have a half hour all to ourselves. And I'll take your calls, your emails, your text, and the fact that we're just audio at the moment. Nothing's wrong with your um, computer or phone or whatever you're watching on. But um, there's uh, technical problems for the live stream this morning, but it is being live streamed. So right now on Station of the Cross and LifeSite News, you're just able to hear the audio portion, but it but the video portion, the full program, will be up later in the day, and you'll be able to see it again or for the first time, street live streamed. <clears throat> we will be able to take your calls, uh, and the toll-free number to call or text is one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three, or email at mother at the station of the cross dot com. We have an email from David. And David says, Mother, I'm writing you in a spirit of immense gratitude and also, sadly, of deep despair. I am a Catholic blogger and podcaster who is very distressed over losing of public mass. I am vocal about this. And when I am on Twitter explaining this, I am attacked and mocked by Catholics from large or well-known media groups and their followers. I am bullied for wanting the Mass. I am insulted for putting Christ over my health. I desire the Mass in the midst of this pandemic, and I am willing to be ill to get to Mass. These people on Twitter insult my character, my devotion, and my intellect. He says, I came across your video begging the bishops to bring back Sunday Mass, and that resonated with me so much. Thank you for making that video. Uh, Mother, I ask you to pray for me, for I am in great despair and hopelessness for how I am being treated by my quote-unquote fellow Catholics, including one sister uh, with a capital S who bullied me for my wanting Mass. I am fighting demons, but I am losing ground in my own mental health struggle without the Mass. Um, let me see if, hold on, I have to scroll down to see, that's the end. He says, thank you and God bless you. David, my beloved brother, uh, you've brought this on yourself completely, 100%. You have brought this on yourself. You are the blogger. You have the one one that's chosen to, to blog everything that you think. And, uh, if, if you can't, um, receive uh, bullying. Uh, I don't understand when you say bullying. I, you know, if you know who you are, you're not going to be bullied um, as a Catholic. But if you feel bullied, if you cannot accept uh, combat, uh, people who disagree with you, who put you down, who, who knows what they say, all kinds of language, if you can't handle that, you should not be blogging and you should not be on Twitter. The reason we do these things, if we do them at all on social media, is hopefully to help the situation and to get a good message out. Um, you're going to be attacked. I'm attacked. Not, not too much, but I am. Um, and I pray for these souls because they don't have the truth and their heart is closed to God. Um, it, um, so uh, are you fighting demons? 
I don't know that you're fighting demons. Demons are the source of error and all of that, yes. But you're fighting people who have a different mindset than you. And um, they're insulting your character, your devotion, your intellect. If you know who you are, that shouldn't even phase you. And if you're affected by it, you shouldn't be blogging. Because you're giving them, that you're standing there and saying, they have guns, and you're coming right in front of them with your arms spread out and saying, go ahead, shoot me. You're doing it. You're, you're the one who is asking for trouble. And um, that's not the purpose of your blogging. But if you cannot handle um, the people who disagree, who are more than those who agree, you should not be blogging. Your character, your devotion, your intellect... Uh, they can't insult what you don't give them. So um, I would say, David, um, number one, if you're in despair, you're in mortal sin. I'm going to be very strong with you. Despair is mortal sin. That's what Judas died from. Um, despair means you've lost hope. And if you've lost hope, then you've lost hope in God and you've turned from him. As long as we believe in God, I'm not bullying you now, I'm being very strong. You know, sometimes if someone's hysterical, you have to slap them hard across the face to wake them up. Uh, It's one thing to feel depression and discouragement. But to go as far as despair, you might be using the word loosely, but if you're truly in despair, David, um, you have turned away from God. You have said, there's no hope. My, I'm despair because of people and circumstances. And you've, you've shut God out because he's greater than all things. So even if you're not in despair in that sense and you've simply used the word instead of dis- discouragement or whatever, I would, I would, I would uh, repent before God whether or not you can get to confession and say, Lord, I'm, f- I'm so sorry that I'm so weak that I'm allowing people, when you have given me such grace to believe and to be Catholic and to be your child, that I'm getting such attacked even by fellow Catholics, Lord. I'm so sorry that I let that bring me down. You made me the warrior, not them. And I pray for them to be restored in their faith. That's what you need to do, David. And again, if you can't and emotionally you can't handle it, I don't criticize you for that. I say stop blogging and get off Twitter. And stay in prayer, read through the scriptures, read through the catechism, and draw near to God and be strengthened again, dear one. Um, Lisa uh, in Boston is on the phone. Hello, Lisa. Good morning, Mother Miriam. How are you? Hi, I'm terrific. How are you? I'm doing good. First of all, I'd like to say about your letter, the truth hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> it uh, well, it, I tell you, sometimes. It, it's, a, it's like a knife stab, isn't it? But yeah. it's, 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 that's what the Necessary. surgeon has to do. That's what exactly. the surgeon has to do. He's got to cut the knife to get out the disease. Exactly. Exactly. Um, one other quick thing, and then I'll ask my question. I just want to say thank you very much for getting up every morning and putting your habit on and getting on the radio and having a cheerful countenance and, you know, getting on with things and helping us. And really appreciate that. It's a hard thing to do, but so thank you for that. Okay, well, let me just tell you, Lisa, uh, the one thing that I don't have to do, but I get to do is put this habit on. I would sleep yes. and shower in it if I could. I'm so grateful to be wearing it. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, I question to you. Um, I, I, you know, you're talking about spiritual communion and how we can, you know, kind of suffer through with not having mass. So my question is about First Friday because I've been, go- I've been newly going to the First Friday devotion, but how do you navigate that now? Because 
you know, you can't go to mass and you can't get communion. And is it the same kind of rules apply with the spiritual communion and whatnot? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. Because no okay. one is going to be conducting First Friday devotions in church. So everything, you do the same thing from home, the prayers of your heart from home as are as effectual and sometimes more than when you're at church and you you know, you kind of relax and this is something you do. Now it's been taken from you, you know, like a dog. He doesn't eat his biscuits unless you're going to take them from him, you know. So right, um, right. everything the same at home from deep in your heart and make a spiritual communion. Absolutely, Lisa. Okay, great. And in fact, well, this so Friday having... is first Friday. I'm glad you reminded exactly. us of that. That's God bless you. You too, sweetheart. Thank Bye. you. We have an email from someone who writes it anonymously and says, I am a non-denominational Christian, but I was raised Catholic. I love the Bible and read it basically every day, so much so I carry it around in my pocket with me. I've done a lot of research into Catholicism, and I do like the religion, but I find it hard to trust it due to its complications in relation to scriptures. Take praying to the saints, isn't that direct idolatry? And the Pope's being Christ's representative is hard to trust due to a lack of scriptural background. And I struggle to place my faith in priests because of Jesus Christ's instruction to not call any man on earth father. You seem very knowledgeable on these things, and honestly, I place a lot of trust in you as a Christian. I talk with the Holy Spirit often, and he's never told me anything about Catholicism. Oh, that's too funny. However, my recent urge to send this email may be some kind of answer to my prayer to be led to a good Christian path. You, If you can answer this email, I would be eternally grateful and I would have to get, uh, I would love to get in contact again in Jesus' name, amen. Oh, this is such a beautiful email. Whoever you are, thank you for writing it. And uh the reason I love what you've written is because I was an evangelical Protestant from my Jewish background trying to save Catholics for 18 years. And every single one of these issues are issues that I dealt with. It was almost a five-year journey into the Catholic Church. Now, before I give you thoughts on these, I want to give you resources. If you can grab a pen and a pencil or listen to this later through Facebook or Station of the Cross, um, I would say um, the number one resource for you would be Catholicism and Fundamentalism. Catholicism and Fundamentalism. It's published by Ignatius Press. You can find it on Catholic.com as well. Uh, The founder of Catholic Answers, Carl Keating, is the author of that. And it uh, it contains every um, difference every objection that evangelical Protestants have to the Catholic Church and its uh, teachings. And it's all scripturally based. It helped me into the church, and it's wonderful. Um, Another book that would answer some of your uh, direct questions is Any Friend of God's, G-O-D-S, Any Friend of God's is a Friend of Mine. It's by Patrick Madrid. Another book of Patrick Madrid, it's actually a series of books, is uh, Surprised by Truth. 
surprised by truth, 11 evangelical ministers who came into the Catholic Church. And it's an apologetic uh, for all these issues you're speaking about. And I would say the number one website for you to go to is Catholic.com, Catholic Answers. And they have a huge search box as soon as that website comes up. And you can type in uh, papacy, scripture for the papacy, uh, praying to the saints, um, what else, uh, calling man, uh, calling uh, Jesus Father, all of that. You can get all your answers, tremendous tracks that you can uh, download. There's the music for our break, dear one. I'm going to give you a quick summary of each point that you've just made when we come back from the break, and then we'll go on uh, to Barbara in Chicago. So God bless you. Don't go away. But do call in if you wish, toll free, one 5483 or email at We'll be right back. Love learning more about the church, but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today? Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails and stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our church is in a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility and a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSite News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated. To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSite News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true. Hi, this is Terry Barber from the Terry and Jesse Show. Every week we bring you the gospel with clarity and charity. We want you to know Jesus and his bride, the church. If you have any questions about the faith or what is happening in the church, be sure to tune in each week. We love it when you join the conversation at 888-526-2151. It's the Terry and Jesse Show, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, heard around the world on the iCatholic radio app. The Station of the Cross thanks our supporters who have enabled us to broadcast Catholic programs for more than 20 years. As a nonprofit lay organization financially independent from your diocese, our apostolate is listener-supported. Through your generosity, we are able to inspire countless listeners with the gospel message and help lead them to a parish to be spiritually nourished by the sacraments. Thank you for your continued support, and may God bless you and your family. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. 
Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross and LifeSite News. And um, I'll, I'll me- uh, announce once more that there's technical difficulty. So as this is being recorded, it is being live streamed, but the equipment won't allow the live stream to get on air. So right now it's audio, but um, the, when the equipment is adjusted, hopefully it you can see the live stream later today if you wish to go back to the station of the cross.com, lifesightnews.com, Mother Miriam live on Facebook or the Facebook pages of those two fabulous apostolates. Um, Paul from Massachusetts. Hi, my friend. Mother. Yes, Paul. We will overcome during this awful, difficult time. We will. We will. But only in sackcloth and ashes. Not in anger and arrogance, but sackcloth and ashes. We have to take responsibility. And Paul, I know you're going to agree. Individual people say, well, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm not the problem. I didn't do this wrong. God sees us as a people. And when you look at the prayers of Jeremiah and Daniel and Ezekiel in the Old Testament, they accept they're of the people. If if I'm of a little family and my my um, my parents are thieves or the children are thieves or drug addicts, I could stand aside and say, but I haven't done anything. Well, am I technically right? Maybe. It's not the point. I'm part of this family. They're my flesh and blood. And I have to beg God to forgive the family. And so we have to see that perspective. So go ahead. All right, Mother, let me, let me make my point now. Yeah. Uh, but you forgot, you left out Elijah too. Your screen is, that's another great uh, old title. Okay. Old Testament that well, but he's another prophet from the old Testament. <laughs> I now, know, there are many. There are many. Go ahead. Yeah. Here's my point now. During this coronavirus, uh, I've noticed is that there's been a lot of lying and there's been a lot of deception. And the, the other night, I actually saw something on PBS, and I could not believe that it was actually on public broadcasting. And the title of the program was One Child Nation. Mm-hmm. And this nation happens to be China. Yeah. And Americans are the United States of Amnesia. We have no sense of history. We forget things. We don't even know about Mao Zedong. And in China... Under the communist regime, families were restricted, and they were killing right. babies. That's God right. knows how many of them. They were separating families. And I'm saying to myself, it's not the Chinese people that I have an issue with, but with communist governments, we know they imprison Uyghurs, which are Muslims. They go after the Tibetan people with uh, the Dalai Lama. They go after the Catholic priests. And yet, I don't hear any outcry from the media, and I don't hear any outcry. They get mad at President Trump when he says, China, China, China. In other words, this thing here, which has spread throughout the whole world, and obviously hitting Italy very very badly, this global economy, I hold people accountable to who you do business with. If you go into a restaurant, and the owner of the restaurant doesn't treat his work as well, and he's sexually harassing the women that work there, no matter how good the food is and the ambiance, you have to be a better steward of your money. That's right. So, so tell me right, your point. Uh, your point. We know point about China, terrible. and it wasn't only China. Uh, Russia did that as well. But go ahead. No, well, the thing is, you mentioned about the family, okay, about right. the family. Mm-hmm. And, and even though 
you didn't do it yourself. You did nothing. You allowed your, your sister to be beat up by her husband, or you allowed, you know, you allowed immoral bad things. You yeah. didn't confront things. So the problem I have, I find that Christians and Catholics, Catholics in particular, are not good at confrontation. They oh, it's God's will. Uh, let it go. No. Whether it's sexual scandal or something like this, an act of war, you got to be a Christian warrior and fight. That's right. You Paul, I'm with you. Sheep. You know I, that I'm with you. You, yeah, you know the Jewish people. What happened to the Jewish people during the Holocaust? No one stood up for them. Yeah. Paul, my, my brother, I love so you. I do have anger, and I'm going to use my anger and frustration not to live and let live. I want a thorough investigation. Don't bring Russia into this. This was China. We don't know if it was a biochem lab. Oh, no, I'm not really b- bringing Russia to the coronavirus. I'm not. They limited their children. That's, that's, yeah, forget that I Russia's said it. Forget it. As, as bad as, as, bad as no, no, forget it. Forget I mentioned that. Forget it. Uh, well, you can, if you know your history, we know Stalin killed many in the gulags. So I'm not taking Russia off the hook. But for some reason, the sleeping giant has been China for many years. The exploit of cheap labor, they don't treat their workers with any type of dignity. Okay. And yet all our corporations in America, we have our medicines being made over there. We have Congress people who are okay, born Paul, so far. my China. beloved brother, I'm going to stop you because, right, no. because, because. And, and let me let me express this. I'm letting you speak to it. Um, what you're, you're saying? No, I'm it's trying true. to figure out how to put what I'm thinking it's in fresh, a few yeah. words. Um, this is a program on how to live our Catholic faith in a world that's turned from God, and how to restore the family now. Everything you're saying is true, and this might be an appropriate talk for the current um, or, or other programs. What you're saying is true. I don't negate it. But the, the, the thing to do to make it profitable is to say how during these times, with these things indeed happening, should we live? How then should we live? How should we respond knowing what the Chinese government has done in destroying millions and millions of lives and still doing it, in destroying churches, and destroying the faith. How, what is our role? What is our part? See, that's the question, and those are the answers we need. So, Well, right um, now, Mother, I'm going to quote Jesus' last week's gospel. I'm perturbed. Go ahead and quote him. Remember that? He said he was perturbed. He was perturbed at the death of his friend Lazarus. So that's how I feel right now. I feel perturbed. Do you know why he was perturbed? Yes, because he loved him, and he didn't want him to die. That's not why he was perturbed. He's God. He could have stopped him from dying. He was perturbed, and it's not the word he used, by the way. Um, The Bible is perturbed like that. Well, I don't know what translation you use. It's not accurate. I got Um, it out of the the Catholic uh, reading. See, this is where Catholics lose credibility. They think they know what they're talking about. I don't know what you. I don't know where you got it, but he I'll was greatly sad. He cried. He cried. He was greatly saddened, not because Lazarus died. He wept. That's the word. Not perturbed. The shortest verse in the Bible. Um, he wept not because he was perturbed. He didn't weep because Lazarus died. He could have prevented that. He wept because of the unbelief of the people. That's why he wept. 
So he must be really crying for America right now. <laughs> I think so, sweetheart. I think so. Let me All take right, a call from Paul. We are, sweetheart. We always have been. Okay, we have a call from Paul in Buffalo. Go ahead, Paul. Morning, Mother Miriam. Good morning, dear one. Hello, I love you. <laughs> oh, thanks, Paul. Well, then I love you, too. <laughs> Hi, you. dear one. We're in this fight together. Um, <clears throat> yes, listen, I was listening to a replay of the show from a couple days ago, and you were tr- struggling with the name St. Isaac Jogues. Oh, thank you very much. Is that correct? Uh, Jogues. Yeah, I know I kept mother. saying yoke or something yokes. I should know it's shame on me if such a famous it, North American martyr and I can't pronounce his name. That's why I said call well, somebody, tell Jerry a, uh, Usher to call me because that's his favorite saint. E- easy way to remember that is think of the word jogs. Okay. Like somebody that's jog- like jogging but pronounce uh-huh. the O in jogs. As an O. Jokes. St. Isaac jokes. Oh, you freed me from distress, Paul. (laughs) God bless you, dear brother. All of you, a blessed blessed first Friday and a blessed first Saturday. Um, Am I cutting you off, Paul? It's It's the ending music. That's okay. We can keep going. Let the sun shine on the good and the bad. But during this time, let the light shine on our faith and growth during these difficult times. And... Keep your trust in Jesus. Amen. Amen, my brother. Amen. God bless you.